Hey, welcome to the Dare to Decide podcast, where we take a psychological dive into our everyday decisions that shape our relationships, health, and finances. My name is Marion. I'm a former school psychologist who built a multiple six-figure online business, helping thousands of women transform their health and confidence. This is a podcast for women who don't want to settle for a life that is less than what they know deep down they can create. I believe that to begin building the life you truly want, you are just one decision away. This is an Up Level Your Life podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Ah, I'm so happy that you are here. And okay, I know. So the title of today's episode is a little snarky, but I am one of those super obnoxious people who uses humor to navigate through sadness, which I know right now some of you are thinking, that's not healthy, Marion. And I I fully acknowledge that. Um, But to be honest, today's topic is one that uh, it makes my heart hurt. Today, we're going to talk about friendships, specifically the death of a friendship. And then we'll talk briefly about the decisions that we can make in processing this loss in in a healthy way. And the first framework that I'll be sharing, I hope that you'll find to be incredibly illuminating. It's it's something that has changed how I look at all my relationships, actually. So, and I personally think that very close friendships can often be as layered and as like intimate as a romantic relationship. And when I say intimate, I just mean in a raw, personal way, right? Because a close friend is someone who has, they've seen your flaws, they've heard your bad jokes, especially in my case, they've They've talked you through the loss of a a pet, a breakup. They've held your your hair back when you've had um, a vodka too many. (laughs) My friends, if you're listening, they're like, ah, that's me. Um, But a close friend is someone who has like helped you navigate like the devastating seasons in your life and helped you celebrate the heck out of the joyous ones. And we're so lucky to have friendships like this. Each, Each one is a blessing. And I'll say that just as a side note, I'm one of those women who have always had a smaller group of very close friends versus like we've all seen those large estrogen-filled wolf packs walking around. Um, I've always wanted like a large wolf pack, but I love my my smaller wolf pack. And um, I've never experienced the end of a friendship until until three years ago. And dang, <laughs> I did not see it coming. So I'll share briefly my own personal friendship, we'll call it a death story, and then some things I learned afterwards about decisions to make so that we can process the loss in a healthy psychological way. Because although someone isn't literally dying, this is a loss, right? That has a sense of finality. And you mourn the loss of someone you cared for, no matter the circumstances. So my hope is that if you've experienced a friendship lost in the past, or maybe you're going through one right now, this this helps you feel less alone. And that you get these two small framework tools to add to, add to your mindset toolkit moving forward. So I'll just share the Cliff Notes version of my own story. And again, maybe some of you will relate. So uh, my friend was an awesome person. Well, <laughs> I shouldn't say she was. She is an awesome person. Just because we aren't friends anymore doesn't mean her awesomeness disappeared. That would be weird. At least not completely. There might have been a slight depreciation. 
but I digress. Uh, so we met studying abroad together during college. We went on semester at sea, and we we traveled the world together. And she was from Seattle, and I was from Portland. So we like quickly bonded over our Pacific Northwest love of like rainy weather and coffee <laughs> kind of thing. And she gave Cooper his very first stuffed animal when he was born. And a few years ago, I traveled with Cooper to be there for her wedding in St. Croix. And anyway, we were close. And so three years ago, my my dad died unexpectedly. He was 66 years old and had a massive heart attack following his morning uh, workout. And maybe you can relate if you've ever lost someone suddenly, like out of the blue, it hits you in a way that it's like a it's like a Herculean punch to the gut. And my brother and I tried to figure out all of the funeral stuff. And after the shock and the funeral and the hoopla, and all the energy had died down from the funeral. Uh, we, my, Troy is my husband. Cooper and I went to Seattle to spend some time with my brother. Uh, that's where he lives, just to t- kind of take a deep breath and and be together. And long story short, when we returned home, I was I was scrolling Instagram and I thought I would go check up on my friend to see what she and her husband were up to lately. Only I went to her profile and I saw that she wasn't following me any longer. And that seemed seemed weird, but you know, we all know Instagram can be wonky. So I just sent her a DM like, hey, how are you doing? Just checking in. Only she didn't reply, right? And you know how on Instagram you can see if someone sees the message and then you wait a few days and you're like, this is awkward. Um, So I thought maybe she just missed it. So I sent her another DM a couple days later. And this time I asked, "Um, did you did you unfollow me by chance? And this time she did respond. And she told me that she she did unfollow me because she saw that I was in this city that she lived in, Seattle. And I didn't send her a message and that hurt her feelings. And I I, I understood that. And so I, I wrote back and said, hey, that my time with my brother wasn't, it wasn't a social visit. Like I wasn't reaching out to anyone. I was honestly just there to just take a deep breath and be with my brother. I'm very close to my brother. But my explanation didn't really seem to matter to her. It was clear that she had made up her mind. Like, and she replied, that if I were a good friend, I would have sent a message saying that I would be in town, but just preoccupied. And I remember I sat there looking at my phone like, is she right? I mean, am I this, I'm a poopy friend. And was she ever going to tell me how she felt? Or was her unfollowing me on Instagram the same thing as unfriending me in real life? Like, <laughs> where does this cross over from social media to real life? But then she she quickly sent me another message that changed everything for me. And she told me, I think she had been thinking about this for a while. Um, she told me that I had changed so much over the 20 years we've been friends and that she just can't relate with me anymore and that I was, quote, different now. And again, I hadn't got off my bed. I was still sitting there looking at my phone. And I just stared at that last sentence, how I'm different now like it was written in German or something. And then my my inner voice, my inner Marian voice spoke up and asked like, well, why on earth would I want to be the same girl I was 20 years ago? Um, 
don't get me wrong, I liked who I was 20 years ago, but I, I never intended to stay the same. Like, I think I'm better. I also think the Marion of 20 years ago would be, like, super proud of who I am today and who I'm still, like, I'm, I still have a lot of work to do. I'm still working to grow and evolve, right? And then I realized, like, okay, she's 100% right. I am not the same girl I was 20 years ago. And then I thought that as much as it hurts, if she was okay with, like, ghosting me and walking away without even saying anything, like, she just unfriended me and was like, it was like, peace out. After 20 years of friendship, then I needed to be okay with acknowledging that she isn't the type of friend I would choose today. And it doesn't mean she's a bad person because she's absolutely not. But it was in that moment that I realized that maybe I had outgrown her or she outgrew me. I don't know which direction the the growing went. And maybe, maybe we outgrew one another. But it broke my heart. And it felt like all of a sudden I had like this another big giant punch to the gut. And honestly, at this moment, as I'm talking to you, um, it still makes me sad. And that's okay. Right? You might feel this way too if if you've lost a friendship in in your life. And obviously my my personal ex- example here is from the perspective of the person who was who was dumped. I was dumped, <laughs> right? And we'll talk in a future episode about may- maybe looking at our friendships and our relationships and seeing if there are some that we need to consider ending. But in my case this one I didn't really have a choice. So All right, so now let's talk about the decision aspect of losing a friendship. And you might be wondering, uh, Marion, where is the decision here? But really, even when it wasn't our choice to end a friendship, we get to decide how we process the loss. So I want to share with you two tools, or maybe a better label would be like two frameworks that really helped me process the end to this 20-year friendship. And this first tool is something I learned while listening to a podcast, in fact. <laughs> I was listening to an interview podcast um, with Lisa Nichols on the Lewis Howes, his School of Greatness podcast. And I'll link to this exact show, by the way, in the show notes, because it is such a good, it's just such a good interview. Um, but in this episode, Lisa talks about this idea that there are three types of relationships in life. There are life-giving lifetime, and purposeful. And so the life-giving relationship is a relationship that breaks the silence and gives you like a wake-up call of some type. I don't know. But so this could be like a two-week fling with the hot guy at the gym. (laughs) Or it could be like a super fun, crazy friendship with a girl who lives in the same apartment building as you. But life-giving relationships are not meant for anything else but to give you a new um, a new life, maybe a much-needed perspective adjustment. And even though this is a short-lived relationship, you can walk away from it like with gratitude in your heart. Like, like that dude at the gym reminded you of what it felt like to be wanted. Or that um, carefree girl in your building taught you to loosen up a little bit. So that's a life-giving relationship. They're not meant to last forever. A lifetime relationship, that's it's exactly what you think, right? These are human connections that are life-freaking-long. And I 
I was kind of thinking about these as being your life soulmates. And how blessed are you if you have friendships like this in your life, right? So the third and last one is called purposeful relationships. And these are connections that are meant to fulfill a certain purpose. And when it's fulfilled, that purpose, the relationship ends because it's done its work. So Lisa talked about how these could be some of your friends from college or maybe some coworker friendships that you had while you were working at a certain company. And this is the type of friendship where I would have, where I would place my friend now that I just told you about. Like we had an amazing friendship love for many years, it, but it fulfilled its purpose. And it, our relationship, our friendship had run its course. Even though I was over here clueless to this fact, I thought it was a lifelong, looking back, it, it makes sense. And knowing this kind of label, it ultimately gave me some peace and an ability to just accept the end a little bit easier. So maybe think about any friendships in your life that have come to an end. Which of these three types was it? And maybe it was only supposed to last for the length of time you were co-workers together. Or maybe its purpose was to shake you out of a funk. Um, or maybe you were like me and you thought it was a lifetime relationship when it really was a purposeful relationship. In any case, maybe simply knowing the type of friendship you had will help you in navigating the loss. So the second and final tool I just wanted to share that might help you in processing the death of a friendship, it's so dramatic, um, is one that I would guess many of you have actually heard of before. It's the five stages of grief. It's a famous framework developed by the Swiss-American psychiatrist uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross back in 1969. And she wrote about the five stages in her book. It's a famous book called On Death and Dying. Um, based on her years of working with the terminally ill um, patients in her caseload. But here are the five stages in order. Okay, first, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and lastly, acceptance. And so these five stages absolutely apply to the loss of an important friendship in your life. And it's your decision to allow yourself to authentically go through these five stages of grief, right? It's also, it's also your decision to fight it. Maybe you're someone who tends to suppress emotions um, where you, you're really skilled at putting it in a little box in the back of your mind like that never happened. We'll never speak of this again. Um, I know nothing about that. That's me being sarcastic. So in the, in the loss of a friendship, though, it's your decision to to make as to how you're going to move forward. So, and sometimes just knowing these five stages is helpful. At first, you might feel shock, especially if you're dumped like me. Like, is this really happening? And then anger, because the reasons why the friendship is ending may not make sense to you. I know for me, I was angry kind of right away. I would, no, I'm not gonna say kind of, I was. I was angry right away because it felt, it felt unfair that in my mind, my friend was thinking about herself at the time when I was, I was just grieving the loss of my dad. Then you might start having like the bargaining thoughts enter your mind. That's that I went through this stage too. Like, can't we just go back to where we once were? <laughs> like, let's just stop this. Let's just go back. Let's talk about coffee and rain and and denim and grunge. I don't know. Um, I'm just thinking about all the Seattle things. <laughs> 
So, and then uh, next is depression. This is a necessary step and one that you can't rush. And again, it's a decision. It's a decision to sit with our, our grief and our sadness and let ourselves feel these emotions physically as well as emotionally. And then lastly comes acceptance. Aww. And sometimes acceptance is a decision. Like this doesn't, and it doesn't mean like we're totally healed. Like I'm back, biatches, bring on the margaritas. It, it just means we accept the reality of the situation and we say it, okay, it is this way. So we'll end this episode on that note. I hope that if you have lost a friendship that today's episode made you feel less alone. All right. I know that I am not the only one out there. Um, and if you're going through a loss right now, I hope this episode helps helps your heart maybe just a little bit. And these frameworks help you at least add some structure to what it is your heart is going through. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. If this episode speaks to you, I would I would love it if you shared it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Marion Berry Fitness. It would mean the world to me. And just know that no matter what decisions you make today, this week, this month, this year, you're not alone. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If I could just ask one favor, if you enjoyed today's podcast, I would be so grateful if you help me spread the word over on Instagram. You could tag me in your Instagram stories at Maryberry Fitness so that I can personally send you a DM to say thank you. In addition, every single week I'll be choosing one person who shared the podcast on Instagram and I'll be buying you a beverage to show my appreciation. It'll be a Tito's martini or three cups of coffee, your choice. So thank you so much. And until next episode, keep your chin up, those shoulders back and know that you are worthy of more.